Just before I went to sleep last night, uh, rather late, I got a text from somebody announcing that a former parishioner of mine had died. And then this morning, his aunt called me around 7.30. What I found so touching is even though I am so far away from this former parish, they wanted to let me know. But they wanted to let me know because they know that I have known this man for over uh, 13 years. I met him when he was 14 years old, and I taught him religion in high school, catechism, if you will. He was sitting at the back with his buddy, joking around, doing the high school guy thing. But what was interesting about this young man is he was always so gentle. He was never aggressive with anybody his friends, his brothers and sisters, with the professors. He had a great sense of humor, but he was always so gentle. And so I watched him grow up over the last few years. And at one point, I asked him, well, you know, what's waiting for you? What's coming up? Do you want to get married? He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? But there was never anything really too particular about him. He just enjoyed living at home. He enjoyed spending time with his cousins. I have to say that this young man, who died so tragically last night, had such a simple heart. And for me, he really just personifies simplicity. He did his father's job. He worked with his dad. He went to Mass every Sunday, always sat at the back pretty much always in the same place where he was every Sunday for years. And he would listen and he'd smile and spend time with his cousins Friday, Saturday night, but then, you know, go work for the rest of the week. So his life was very regular, but honestly, it was just very well simple. And what I find so tragic as much as he died so young is, um, The fact that he had a simple heart, he didn't really want to leave his parents. He was fine at home. And so even though his other brothers and sisters had, you know, wanted to move on, get on with life, get married and have a job and have a career and et cetera, et cetera. For him, it was okay to stay at home and give his parents extra years. Huh? It occurred to me, he really gave his parents extra years to spend time with them. And he didn't know why. So yesterday, what he was supposed to accomplish in life was fulfilled. And so when his aunt called me this morning, I said, well, how is your son doing? Because his son was one of his best friends. And she said, well, he's doing okay. And I said, put on your son. I want to talk to your son. And I said, Jerome, how you doing? And he just bawled his eyes out. Just kept on crying and crying and crying. So his mother was able to just have a very strong demeanor. But her son, who is pretty much the same age as his cousin, was completely torn apart. So I spent this entire day trying to do stuff at the same time thinking about this man who I esteemed and who I had watched grow up for the last 14 years. Today is the beginning of Lent. 
And for us, it's 40 days of preparation, preparation towards a week that is considered the most important week in our Christian year, because we will celebrate the death and the resurrection of Jesus, our Lord, the Son of God. And this year, it will happen at the end of March. And so we have 40 days of preparation in order to bring us to the point that we understand more deeply what he's trying to do. And then after those 40 days, then we celebrate Easter, we're going to have 50 days right afterwards to celebrate. 40 days of preparation, Easter, 50 days of celebration. So just remember, as Christians, we celebrate more than we prepare. Huh? This is what we call a good deal. And I'm going to propose to you something. Do it simply. Make everything simple. Sometimes we get into this mode, okay, uh, I want it to be a beautiful celebration. I'm going to do this, 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 this. And then we fall flat on our face. I know I wanted to do such and such. And I'm just going to keep it as simple as possible as my dear young man, my friend, and my parishioner taught me. He used to serve my mass at school because it wasn't cool for the young men or the young ladies to serve mass. But I could always count on Francis. And he would dress up like me and walk with me up to the altar and pray with me during mass for, his, for the school. The simplicity of heart is one of the most hardest things to understand. Why? Because we are complex. I'm complex. I know you're complex. Perhaps your life is even more complex than my life probably is. Because, well, I'm a priest. It's pretty regular. But nevertheless, this complexity, which in a certain way shows our greatness, look how complex my life is. Pretty busy. Got a lot of things going on. Hey, that guy's pretty impressive. And yet with God, it's the exact opposite. If you didn't know, I'll tell you this. It's a little secret. God is utterly simple. And that's why he is the greatest. And that's why he invites us into his life, into his reality, and says, Get to know who I am, because I am love, and that's all that it is about me. And so if you can just simplify your mind and your heart and even your life, you will understand more profoundly who I am and my reality and how much I love you. So please, for these next 40 days, simplify everything. If you're feeling burdened, Speak to God about it. Ask Him to take care of the problem. If you realize that life is just going at a certain frenzy, slam on the brakes a bit, or perhaps take the slow lane. Just slow it down and enjoy every moment. And then lastly, consider also the needs of other people because we have a lot of priorities 
And sometimes these priorities blind us to what's going on around us. My neighbor, this person that I know, or perhaps that I don't even know who is in need. And that's where I can simply lend out or hand out something to help them. In a moment, we are going to bless the ashes and then place the ashes upon you. Isn't that such an odd thing to do? When's the last time you took dirt or burnt carbon and put it on your face? You probably haven't done it in a long time since you were a child. But this is a very ancient practice that goes back thousands of years, even before the time of Christ. It was an external gesture that people did to show their desire to want to change and to recognize that their life is fragile. Their life is just for a moment here on earth. And that's why we used to say, or we do still say if we wish, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. And yet in that reality is God's love. We are called into existence by love and he carries us through life with love and then calls us to him, to eternity in love, simply. But we will say tonight, Deacon Bernie and I, repent and believe in the gospel. Wanting to have a change of heart is repentance. Wanting to believe in, in the gospel is just a simple desire. And don't worry about the quality of faith. Don't worry about what you have to know. It's not that. It's just wanting it and saying, I will receive it. Because God is shining. God is shining in you. He's already speaking to your heart and to your mind. He's speaking to the essence of your being. Come to him and believe in his gospel. Amen.